We are live. Hey, hi everyone. Hey, hi. This hey. is Loser Leaves Wrestling. This is Loser Leaves Wrestling. Uh, this is the weekly wrestling. Uh, this is the weekly wrestle with the Loser Leaves Wrestling crew. My name is Red. Episode five. Episode five of the weekly re- uh, wrestle. Uh, your source for all wrestling news and gossip. Um, my <laughs> name is Red Jefferson. I'm here with Roy as with, and as always, we got Tam in the booth. Um, how are you doing, Roy? Hey, man, I'm good. I just realized this as you were doing the intro. I'm going to do something really special for us. Do I know what that is? No clue. But in five weeks, when we get to episode 10, I'm going to do something really special for us. Do you know why? Why? Because the very first thing, just to give a a quick LLW history lesson, uh, the very first creative endeavor you and I ever had was the Tower of Power Wrestling Hour, our podcast. And we started talking about all these big ideas. We had all these things, and eventually became a TV show. But all I ever said to you is, I just want to get to 10 episodes. I just want to get to 10 episodes. We We got got to nine. nine. We got to nine got episodes, to nine. and then we both just crumbled. We just, we just, we just did not. Yeah, we started doing a TV show. Yeah, that was uh, almost a decade ago. Yeah. That was in 2012, 13? 2000, the end of 2013. Yeah. No? Okay, so it's not a decade ago. It's almost there. We're getting there. Um, we're getting there. Um, hey, welcome to the show. This is this is like our spot for weekly wrestling news, but also we talk a little bit about what's happened this past week. This past uh, uh, woo-woos and what's, I talked to Mo at this week, and uh, uh, we're going to talk about big news coming up on the horizon. We're going to talk about Moet Jaswell, the illustrious Moet Jaswell, is uh, maybe making some moves back to the LLW shows. (laughs) I'm so Uh, excited. Very excited. Chica Marks writes, ooh, a treat from Roy. Yeah, yeah, you're damn right, Chica Marks. Uh, Chica Marks was at GCW uh, recently and uh, took some great footage. Everyone follow Chica Marks on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, Give Chica Marks a follow and a, a, a like. Um, but uh, yeah, so let's. Uh, I missed the the woos and what's of AW Dynamite this week, and we had a, a big a big night. Um, a real quick recap because there's not much to talk yeah. about Rampage. Yeah, I mean, we'll get we'll dive into Rampage. I think the a couple of like there's some interesting there's some fun things to talk about, but not a lot of stuff to deep dive on. But just some fun little things. But uh, something that you hit, you and John hit, John Buseman. Thank you so much, John Buseman, for uh, jumping in at the last second. There, very good work. Uh, something you two hit on was uh, the fact that with that match and having it start off at the beginning of the show, like with a main event, you you have an idea. Oh, it's going to be twenty thirty minutes left. But, like, you had no idea when this match was going to end. Um, so it, it probably built a lot of the excitement. When did you realize that it was going to go to a draw? When did you realize it's going to full-time? I didn't know it was going to go to a draw until the bell rang. There was a part of me that believed that, like, Hangman was going to beat him at, like, 59, 57. You know, like, I didn't. But then there was a part, if you remember in the match, like, I was telling, I was talking about this, I think, on the show, when – Danielson was going for the little bell lock and he kind of had it locked in. And then he started doing the forearms to the head. That's when I was, I put my hands over my head because I thought Danielson was going to win. I thought he was going to knock him out because he had been doing that. He, that's basically how he's been defeating his opponents by just slugging him either with his feet or with his arms or whatever. So I really didn't know it was going to go 60 until the bell rang. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually kind of had it a little bit spoiled for me because of, Oh, yeah, it's the only week of TikTok and fucking Bubba Ray fucking dude like, 
And like literally the TikTok started like they went to a draw. And they were like, You fucker. Why would you start the TikTok like that? Did Bubba Ray hate it? No, I, I didn't even finish it because I sped past it, but I just, he just ruined it for me. But that being said, very, <laughs> uh, very interesting show. Very interesting show. We're going to talk about some of that show, specifically yeah. MJF in the news today. We're going to talk about. Did you uh, like the match? Which one? The, the 60 minute draw. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was gr- a great match. Uh, amazing match. Uh, love it. Would like to see more of it. We're going to see more of it because there's going to be a rematch. Which I'm very excited about. Very, very good. Uh, let's quickly talk about Rampage before we get into this new stuff. Did anything yeah. matter? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just to go, just to go through it real quick. I mean, your opener is um, the Bucks, Adam Cole, and Bobby Fish versus Best Friends, which this incarnation is Rocky Romero, Trent, uh, Chucky, and Orange Cassidy. And for me, this was important for a few reasons. One, uh, the winner. First of all, Trent got the win over Bobby Fish which ties me back to the promo, the very brief promo that um, the Bucks and Cole did on Dynamite, saying he's got a special surprise, which I think, and then them losing on Rampage leads even more to Kyle O'Reilly in my head. Yeah. I think that's really going to happen. Um, that's one. Two, Trent looks great. I thought yeah, Trent, Trent looked really good. great in this match. What I like about Trent, too, the little things are, you know, he's got the shaved head now. He's not really smiling. He's not really – he's very serious. He's very stoic, which is hard to be with Chuck because I feel like Chuck is like, hey, we're still – come on, we're doing the thing. And he's like, I'm very serious now. I don't know if you've noticed. And he's also like – his tights still have, like, designs on them, but there's no longer, like, Bill Murray knee pads. There's no, like – he's, like, a much more serious professional wrestler, and I think this is leading to the ascension of Trent. Tony Khan has said before that, like, he loves Trent and that he sees Trent as a superstar, and I think this is the start of it. I'm excited for it. I am just, I am so pleased to have, to like the best friends again. Uh, yeah, because right. honestly, I did not like them at all since mm-hmm. Trent left. Like, Trent, yeah. uh, Trent went away for his neck injury, and honestly, Chuck without Trent is not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Orange and, and Cassidy doesn't okay. fit that role. No, no, does not fit that role. Very excited to have Trent back. Very excited for that. Uh, and he does get the win, which is good. I'm excited to see the hugs again. I'm excited for this to continue. Uh, next up, we had uh, Ty Conte versus Penelope Ford. Well, um, before that, we also had um, Dan Lambert in the ring with uh, – <laughs> you want to skip over that completely? It's it just I, – I, I'm kind of – I liked Dan Lambert, but he has nothing to say anymore. Um, I feel like the crowd is getting in his head. And he's becoming less effective because they just drown him out. And he looks like he's he's uh, flustered. <laughs> no? He did look a little flustered this time. He did. Apollonia was watching the show with me, and Apollonia's comment was, that man's mouth is very small, which is very funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was fine. I, I'm only bringing it up because it happened on the show. We just want to talk about the things on the show. Uh, I think it's funny that Cody is somehow going to sort of be paired with, like, them now in, like, a feud because they're really just trying to find – the people who oh, get actually, the most heat in the company, and they're trying to pair all of them with Cody. Let, let's just actually to talk get about Cody it. cheered. Real quick, though, I watched with Hannah yesterday, uh, the show, and real quick about the first match, she likes the Young Bucks because she likes synchronicity. She likes synchronicity. Oh, sure, so She sure. likes that, uh, but that that was that. Uh, Scorpio Sky, she that. says, has a stupid name, but she likes his sweater. Uh, <laughs> uh, but um, Dan Lambert with Cody pairing is very interesting because, like you said, they're pairing, but, like, the crowd just doesn't care, and it shows each time. And it's like it, you could tell, like, each time he's trying to smile off. He's trying to do the John Cena thing. He's just like, 
what are you going to do? He comes out and they're just booing. Like, what are you going to do? He's smiling now and it hurts. Like when he grabbed yeah. the mic away from him, he was expecting a big pop. Nope. When they grabbed it back, like there, no, there was no reaction. Like yeah. this was dead. This was the biggest big reaction might have been for Dustin. Well, I mean, Sammy Guevara got a big, big, big pop, but Dustin got a huge pop too. And Sammy's going to get hurt by this. Sammy is going to get hurt by this. Sammy and Cody Parent is go- is only going to hurt. Like their matchup is going to be fine, and uh, Sammy's yeah. going to be cheered out of the roof, uh, and yeah. Cody's going to be booed. But them pairing together in a match does not help, and it's very Chris Jericho MJF. You know, just attach yourself to something that's hot, and to, in order to get it attached to you, make it feel special. You know. Yeah, I'd be curious to see what happens. You know, next week's in Greensboro, and you know, Dusty and Jim Crockett promotions and all of that. So maybe Cody gets cheered. Cody's going to lean really hard into the American Dream, and he's going to do some Dusty thing. Like he's going to lean really hard into it to try to get cheered. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what yeah. happens. I think it's interesting. But yeah, and, next no, my match. My partner was very yeah. disappointed by the neck tattoo. Very disappointed. <laughs> Who isn't? Everyone is. His partner's disappointed by the necklace, Yeah, too. she's pretty disappointed by it, too. She's pretty disappointed. And make sure you let us know how you're doing out there, out in YouTube world. We heard from Chico Marks. We need to hear from all of you, each one of you. Yeah, come uh, hang let us out. know how you're doing. Come hang out. Um, and uh, what else do we have today? Like we said, we had Ty Conte and Penelope. Ty Conte and Which, you know, my takeaway from that match, I had a few, but, like, a big one is, like, Penelope Ford has just become, like, a, a good professional wrestler. Like, when she first started in AAW, she was mostly a valet, had done some wrestling, but she's really made a lot of waves, and she did some good submission holds, and the match had, like, a pretty good flow to it. Was I, like, also, you know, creating the graphic for today's show while watching it? Yes. So was I paying, like, super, super close attention? No. But oh. what I saw, I really enjoyed, and I liked – I like. I thought this match was good. How did you feel about it? It just felt clunky to me. I, okay. I think – I think both of them have the ability to be good, but like they're, they're just too fresh. Like they need, like honestly, what Ty needs more than anything is to be with uh, like veteran wrestlers. Have her have a feud with Serena Deeb. Why isn't that happening? Like, or, like, yeah. or, 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 um, with, uh, Thunder Rosa or bring in Mercedes Martinez. Let us have her. Yeah. She could really do some damage here. Uh, I just, uh, same thing with Penelope before. She just needs someone to, to polish her up because like it was clunky. Like there, there's like the thing is like the, the singular spots in it were fine. Everything leading up to it is just like there, there's, there's moments where they're unsure. There's hesitation. They're kind of waiting for each other a lot. Like it, 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 you have to just go, you go, yeah. you can't wait yeah. for the spot, hit them, <laughs> hit them. Yeah. If they're not doing the thing you want them to do, they have to realize that like, it's not just about the, the, like it's everything in between. It's all the connecting pieces that get you to the next move, you know? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think that's a really, really, really good point. And I think, like, I think of Nikki Bella, which is, like, a very funny thing to bring up, but I think of Nikki Bella because she was the first person, man or woman, that I watched wrestle, like, on WWE television where I was like, oh, like, you're very good at this move in this spot, and you're good at these things, but why do your matches not feel yeah. good? It's because she didn't, like, all the things, the glue that, like, ties everything together, like – she doesn't, she was never good at like the cohesive flow of a match. And that's and, what everybody needs to work on. And that, because she's an athlete, that's why she can yeah. do the other things. But like that comes from reps, you know, reps mm-hmm. with people where, where you make mistakes and you flub up and then you have yeah. to recover. And that, that type of stuff happens from reps, but like and, yeah. and from working with experienced people that'll do it and show you, you know, yeah. that like mm-hmm. when you fuck up, they'll start doing something like, Oh, that's what you're supposed to do when someone else fucks up, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, but there's that. What else did we have on that show? Uh, there was a quick video package for uh, Ruby Soho and Nyla Rose. And the reason I bring that up is because 
uh, Apollonia was mostly silent while I was watching the show, but they perked up and they were like, that was very good. They liked that video package a lot. And, um, they both did, yeah, I think they both did a good job there. That matches on Wednesday. It should be good. Like we've talked about before, Ruby Soho's at her best against an opponent that's bigger and stronger. Yeah. So it should be good. Uh, and then they made the quick announcement of the Owen Hart Cup, which I think we'll talk Owen about Hart more Cup. in detail we are talk about. later. Okay. And then the main event, which was the 10-man tag. Uh, the most notable thing of this was the winner, was that Eddie Kingston's team lost, which tells me that it's going to go on a little bit longer, which I'm okay with. I think all these people should continue doing what they're doing. I'm just happy uh, to get the, a schoolboy finish. I'm excited yeah. to get a surprise finish. Like, there are no, like, surprise finishes in AEW where someone kind of gets a quick roll-up. I'm very yeah. excited for that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I felt good about the match for the most part. I thought it was fun. Um, and, um, yeah, I just thought it was good. I thought it was a good time. And then we got the Jungle Boy Luchasaurus tease with um, the Lucha Brothers. And that should be good. And then the whole theory there is that Christian's going to turn on Jungle Boy, cost them the match, which will then begin the ascent of Jungle Boy. Christian takes out, you know, Jungle Boy takes out Christian, and then, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, real quick, we got Tony in the chat saying, boom. boom. Uh, thank you so much, Tony, for that boom. And make sure to hit boom on that like button. We got a note from our producer. Yes, Tam sir. Thank you so much, Tam, for reminding us to be professional. Hit the like button underneath us. Let us know that you care. Let us know. You don't have to do a lot. Just press the like button. It doesn't cost me anything. <laughs> It doesn't cost you anything. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Chica Marks. Uh, and they hit it. This someone hit it. I, I bless all of you. Bless all of you. Um, <laughs> one thing I thought of and I thought was really interesting. Um, well, I, I had an idea because I was listening to, of course, Jim Cornette because I'm an idiot. Oh, Chica Marks writes, Tony's here. Woo! We're all excited. For <laughs> uh, but he mentioned that Tully is not necessarily a good fit for FTR anymore. And okay. I, and they're trying to think of a manager to replace Tully for that kind of group to kind of match their energy, but also kind of one who would be great. Get Christian with FTR. Take Christian away from Jungle Boy and, and, and Luchasaurus, which makes no sense. Have him be with them. He he makes so much more sense. His talking style, have him be a heel, where he's the heel manager for these two. And then he kind of gets the rub. He, he kind of treats them like henchmen. Kind yeah. of treats them like henchmen, but like he's, he's making it like, oh, you guys are the tag team and I'm behind you, but like then he keeps needling forward, you know, using them. Uh, I think that would be a great thing. Uh, Tony wrote, I want Kyle to show up for Cole and Fish soon, sweet Tony. Yeah, soon. soon. I soon. think. They're not going to do it on Rampage. They're just not going to do it on Rampage. On yeah, taped Rampage. I thought about that, too. I was like, oh, maybe he's going to show up on Friday, but then it's it's taped. But I think we might get three debuts on Wednesday. Three? It might be three, three people who debut. I think. Okay. I think Kyle debuts with them, and then they get into a fight with the best friends, and then Gargano debuts to help best friends because Chuck and Gargano have a long history together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in the Malachi Black match, Brody King is going to debut as uh, a member of the House of Black. Very exciting. Oh, yeah, that's a foregone conclusion. That's good. That is good. Very yeah. excited for that. And that's a part of my news. You're just getting into news territory. Oh, well, here we go. Let's do it. Territory. And, uh, and by the way, if you haven't liked the button already, or if you already have, switch over to a different account and press like. Just keep <laughs> switching accounts and just keep pressing like. We're going to appreciate that. Should we get into the news very soon? Yes. I just have to. My, I just spilled some tea. So, yeah, let's get into the news. I'll get news. I'm I'll sorry. get it set up. I'll get it I'm, set up. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> 
Is that your typewriter sound? <laughs> this is the breaking news. This is the news you can't lose. And there's the first picture. It's there, everyone. Oh, this is God. the top story. This is the news from December 12th to December 18th. Hannibal Bloodhunter, I think his name is. Is it Bloodhunter Hannibal or something? Well, he stabbed a ref in the forehead. Uh, he stabbed uh, uh, a guy in the forehead in a match. So he was having a match with Carlito. And apparently Carlito didn't want to get blood that night, uh, understandably. And this guy apparently needs glasses. And this, this whole story, he has a whole reason. But apparently he stabbed, not apparently, we see him stabbing this wrestler, this uh, ref in the head, breaking an artery. And it, it wound up all over the news sites. It became a pretty uh, hot topic to talk about. We got everyone t- giving their two cents from Will Ospreay to The Miz. Um, and uh, essentially, the guy said that it was an accident. Um, he didn't realize he was stabbing him. Uh, he was wearing a mask, and he needs glasses, so like he couldn't really even see. And the ref wasn't giving him any real signs of, like, I need help. There's a problem. And you saw the ref blade. The ref definitely bladed, and he hid the blade in his pocket afterward. Um, but then those, then the spike hits started. You know, uh, what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I also read an account written by another referee that was at that show, and they had said that it was pretty obvious that he was also kind of like intoxicated and like not doing well backstage oh. leading into this match. Hannibal. Um, oh, Hannibal was drunk because I- according to the referee, yeah, that the, this report that I read, and he was like kind of stumbling around, and he was also like late getting to his entrance, like no one could find him backstage, and the referee told Carlito ahead of time, like, hey, this guy's, you know, and Carlito's a pro, and like handled it well, and then this thing happened. Um, you know, I, it's interesting because, like, are you familiar with this guy? Uh, Hannibal. Yeah. Not real, uh, real quick though, Tam, could you hit the next slide? I want to show you the ref's forehead. Oh, uh, I was going to ask if you, yeah, but, uh, but no, I'm not familiar with the guy. So uh, he's, he's a, he's a shoot interview guy, right? So he was a wrestler for a long time and is, is, is essentially bitter because he got a WWE contract and then got it rescinded because he wrestled Abdullah the Butcher. You don't know this? This is. Oh, and he's the one that got HIV? You know, he's the one that got Hep C. He didn't get HIV. Hep C. Hep C. Oh, got HIV. Yeah. Yeah, that's, oof, that's brutal. Um, and he got his contract rescinded because of it, so he sued Abdullah the Butcher and, and got money from Abdullah. But, um, he's since created a, uh, like a shoot, inter- like he does shoot interviews on YouTube. He's done with Sid and Vince Russo and like all these different people. And it's really just kind of him being angry and kind of bitter towards wrestling. And I guess he's still, I didn't even know he's still wrestled. But yeah, I mean, that's what, so my general feeling of him overall, he's also really angry that Kevin Owens wrestles with a shirt on. He really hates that. Um, cause cool. I think they're also from the same territory. Like they're from the same like part of Canada and they came up, you know, around the same time together. So I mean, he's not like the happiest of guys in the first place. So like to me, and this is just me, you know, his credibility is very strong in the first place. And then to read that account of the referee. And there is no real excuse for doing what you did here. Like there is no excuse for it. It was uh, it was irresponsible. It was. Uh, I don't. I, I don't know. I didn't hear about the drinking thing. Uh, we got some comments here. First thing, Chica Marks writes, "Y'all do spill the tea, but not supposed to literally." Oyster, <laughs> 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 we do spill tea. We do spill That's tea because the library is open. Uh, a lot of loopholes, <laughs> drag race. Uh, Joe Ghost eight five six. Welcome to the chat. Writes Fortnite question mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure, man. Well, yeah. if you really like Fortnite, you should check out uh Tam's show 
uh, on Twitch. Uh, I, uh, I I can't. I don't remember your Twitch. If you could message your uh, uh, Twitter handle, we would love to say it out loud. Yeah, I do that Twitch handle. Twitch handle. Um, but yeah, very excited. Fortnite. He does a lot of Fortnite. Tam does. I was just watching it this morning. Did I tell you I was watching Tam's uh, Fortnite? No. Was it oh, great? It's great? It's beautiful. He's he's very good at Fortnite, but also the setup he has. Very good lights. He has an overhead for his keyboard and his mouse. Very professional. Uh, very. Professional. I uh, I could get some lighting advice from him because I just got this thing like just hanging out over here. We get all our advice from Tam. Tam is keeping, <laughs> yes, this, keeping the rudder in the water. That's what he's doing. <laughs> uh, but this is uh, Lance, uh, Lando Del Toro is the uh, ref's name, and we wish him yeah. well. We wish him well. He, he busts an artery in his head, <laughs> which is uh, pretty rough. Uh, pretty rough. We had seven staples, eight staples, something like that, just across your forehead. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's nuts. It's nuts. It's dangerous. Uh, very dangerous, very dangerous. We do not condone. We do not condone. Um, no. uh, next uh, slide, Tam. We're going to move on. Move on to uh, some very uh, important, important news. Uh, there is with AEW. They're doing the Owen Hart Cup. The yeah. Owen Hart Cup. It's going to be a both men's and women's tournament. Uh, I believe it's going to be in May. Uh, that's the that's the running time frame that I heard, and yep. uh, yeah, it's all very exciting. Uh, the trophy is going to be called the Owen, and they're going to be making video packages uh, for Owen Hart. For those of you who don't know, Owen Hart died tragically in 1999 from a, a tragic fall from the rafters while doing a stunt where he was a superhero flying from the ceiling. Uh, he fought, fell 60 feet to his death into the ring. Uh, pretty nuts. Amazing wrestler, amazing person. Everyone loves him. Uh, and now there, now Martha Hart has finally found it to, uh, to allow his name to be used in a professional wrestling sense, which is very exciting. Uh, they're going to make a video package with a lot of his footage from new uh, NJPW. Yeah. That's all they have access to. Yeah, but that's pretty fucking cool. That's yeah. Very cool. Never seen. Like, well, yeah, yeah, I've seen him make, uh, like, you know, him with Brett in the sharpshooter a million times. I haven't seen what he's done in NJPW. Yeah. 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 It's very cool. Um, man, yeah, it's just, it's really awesome. It's really awesome. It's kind of a shame because if I was Martha, I also want, wouldn't want to use any of the footage of him in the WWF either. But like, they also own all the footage to Calgary to Stampede. And I wish that sure. like, they had access to some of the Stampede footage, but the New Japan stuff is very cool. That's very exciting. And props to, to Rocky Romero for brokering that deal. It was Rocky and, who brokered that who deal. Who knows? Who knows if WWE sure. has find some goodwill in them to just be like, here, charge free, here's some Stampede footage, you know? Um, yeah, and I do wonder though if Martha would even this. want that. Yeah. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure she'd want to see some stamp. Like, as long as, like, I think in her brain, it's just like, I don't want WWE to make money off of my husband anymore. You know, yeah, that's what the Hall of Fame would be. That's what merchandise would be. That's what DVDs would be, would be WWE ended up making money. But this is something I think the proceeds are going to the Owen Hart Foundation. I'm not sure yeah. what that foundation does. Do you know what that foundation does? Uh, 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 not off the top of my head. I think it has to do with uh, educating youth. I think. Yeah, I think it does yeah, a lot of things, actually. I think it does multiple things. It does a lot of things. Actually. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, very excited for that. You excited for this Owen Hart Cup? I think it's fantastic. I, something that I was going to bring up from like a wrestling standpoint is I think it's really smart that they don't rush it. I think it's great. And like, it's one of those things where we could talk about like predictions for winners, but like May is, is, is already far away, but in like AEW land, it's like very far away because so many things happen so quickly. But I think it's really exciting because that la- that last crop of releases 
all of those people are going to be free of their 90 days in February. So we could be seeing in this tournament, we could see a Keith Lee. We could see a Shane Strickland. Like we could see these people, which would just make the tournament even more special. So I just hope, I do hope Bret Hart's somehow a part of this as well. Um, Yeah. I don't know what their relationship is like. It's Rocky, but like, I think, I think a lot of everyone in the Hart family is Raya has a Rocky relationship with everyone. Um, So I, I could see them coming together for this. This seems like Yeah, I wonder, because Brett's been a huge proponent of Owen Hart, you know, being in the Hall of Fame and Owen they did release a DVD of Owen, like a few years back, which I think is strange, but Did they? Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. Oh. With a documentary and some and some matches and stuff. And I don't know how they have access to that. Very interesting. Very interesting. But we'll keep you updated on how this goes. Uh next up on the news, hit that uh next photo, Tam. Thank you so much. Um, we've got Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens, uh, uh, he is reportedly Kevin Owens, everyone's favorite Kevin Owens, uh, part of the Mount Rushmore of wrestling group with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Adam Cole. Adam Cole. And, uh, he is looking like he's staying in WWE for another few years. Uh, he has apparently re-signed with the company, uh, for a multi-year deal. And, uh, to be honest, I kind of get it. Uh, I kind of... <laughs> It's killing me with these pictures. <laughs> I shouldn't watch the live stream because that's what I see. These sure. images. It's, uh, <laughs> this is what you can expect more from Kevin Owens and WWE with his new yeah. one year deal. A lot of it's pies true. in the face. A lot of pies in the face. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's he's gonna stick with them. Um, honestly, though, might be for the better. Um, tell, tell me your thoughts on this. Um, AEW is congested. AEW is congested. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, Adam Cole went there, and if it, Adam Cole went there a year ago, he'd be champion by now. Uh, Adam Cole came here now, and he's kind of just like, it, it, of course he just got, he got here maybe two months ago. Um, but it's, you know, a, a, everyone who's coming into the company is just kind of like, uh, not, for not, I don't want to say background, but they're, they're, uh, they're all part of the suit, which is nice, which is really good. But in WWE, he has the ability to be featured. He has the ability to get, uh, like, have, like, a. they treated him well. They treated Kevin Owens fairly well with how they, you know, for a guy that wears a T-shirt to the ring and is kind of chubby, he's gotten WrestleManias, he's been in main events, he's won championships. Uh, it's not a bad idea, right? Uh, uh yeah. No, I mean, look, what it, what just it comes selfish. down to, what it comes down to at the end of the day is, I don't know if you've seen the details of his contract, but he's going to be getting 2 to $3 million a year. Stay where you are. If they're going to give you two to three million dollars a year, just stay where you are. Yeah, and AEW, like honestly, there was word that they wouldn't be able to match what they were. Yeah, Um, yeah, and that makes sense. They can't give everybody two to three million dollars a year. They just can't do it. And the difference between an Adam Cole, a Malachi Black, and Andrade, like the difference between Adam Cole, Malachi, Andrade, and Kevin Owens is that Owens has already been a champion. Yeah, he's had main event feuds. He's been successful for a while now. Like he's in a place. Big money. He's already big money. You know, he's already making big money. Right. So it's like, you know, it is what it is. You know, they also say, like, he and and he cares about his family more than anything else. And that's great. That's fantastic. Like, go for it. Andrade and Charlotte aren't dating anymore. Like, Andrade is a single man. And Malachi just got married. And Adam Cole's dating. You know, his girlfriend is in AEW. So, like, from a family and personalized perspective, it makes sense for them to do that. But, like, 
I, you know, the thing that's really interesting, if you go back to it, and it's on all of the uh, Cabana episodes, I, I probably bring up the art of wrestling at least once a week on our shows because it's been that big of an influence on me. But if you listen to Kevin Steen's last appearance um, on the art of wrestling, this was before he got a contract. This was before everything. And he was basically it was it's a bummer episode because he's like, I'm never going to sign. Like, it's never, they're never going to want someone like me. It's never going to happen. I've plateaued. Like, this is as much as I'm going to get is Ring of Honor and PWG. Like, I'm never going to get more than that. And I'm pretty much over it. Like, I don't want to do this anymore, but like, I have to. This is all I know. So to go from that in like 2013, 2012, something like that to where he is now, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's absolutely incredible. It's yeah. the best. And I'm, and I'm happy for him. We're, uh, LLW is yeah, very happy for him. Absolutely. Loser Lee's wrestling is very happy. Uh, uh, Tony writes in the chat, who did it? Uh, with no context. No context to that question. I'm going to guess <laughs> the question. I'm going to guess his last. So I'm going to say Colonel Mustard with a butt plug and Carlitos Cabana. Um, that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say it was Colonel Mustard with the butt plug and Carlitos Cabana. Um, remember that it, guy who would go to the ring with Carlito? Like early on in his run, just like Jesus? the big. Was his name Jesus? Yeah, yeah, he beat up John Cena. Yeah. Times. Um, <laughs> then uh, Tony writes again. Ko can go anywhere on the car. Yeah, uh, yeah, he could go anywhere on the car. He could go anywhere in wrestling right now. It's very. Yeah. Uh, he's got options, but he's sticking with there, and I'm ex- I'm happy for him that he has all the security. Um, and if uh, you just joined the chat, maybe you should hit that like button underneath us. Maybe you check right over here at the subscribe button right there. <laughs> Such official, I wonder if I'm hitting it. I'm going to find out it? in a few seconds what I see. I don't see it. We won't be able to Have see you... it until we'll, we'll all look. Um, any <laughs> other things to, with Kevin Owens before I move on? Is Sammy Zane in your notes as well? Oh, that's Sammy next one. Next slide right, there, sure. Sam. Sammy Zane. <laughs> Sammy Zane looks to be uh, uh, also staying with WWE. Uh, and I did it. If you look there, you see me pointing to the graphic. Do you see it? I'm pointing yeah, directly but... to subscribe. I'm going oh, directly to the subscribe. Yeah, and I was very excited. Um, but yeah, Sami Zayn is also reportedly sticking with the WWE. Um, this has not been confirmed. This has not been confirmed yet. Uh, we are, are we're still hearing word, but um, it, it also looking to be a multi-year deal as well. Um, he is in a program with uh, Brock Lesnar currently. Um, he's doing stuff with Brock Lesnar, and it's getting high watches on their YouTube channel. Uh, some of the highest stuff are the moments with Brock Lesnar and Sami Zayn. Um, and also, he's in a featured spot too. Does it really make sense for Sami Zayn to leave when you are that you have a program with Brock Lesnar, no matter what it is? I feel a little differently about Sami Zayn than I do about Kevin Owens, but I also feel similarly a little bluntly uh, in the sense of like, again, what, knowing what I know about Sami Zayn based on interviews and his Twitter, et cetera, is that like this guy is just like love and life. Like every new city he goes to, he's just like finding the best vegan cuisine and he's just excited to eat it. And then he shows up cuts some dumb promo, takes an F5, goes home and he just banks all this money. Like, Again, he's seen main roster success, kind of, much less than Kevin Owens, but, like, he in this heel angle has, like, really kind of wedged himself into a role of some kind. He's, like, a better... Brand new role. Yeah, I mean, he's, like, the shitty heel that always gets beat, but at the same time, like, he's better at it than, like, an Elias or someone else. And because of that, he's getting more screen time and he's getting more credibility. 
you know, would I love to see him in AEW? Maybe even more than Kevin Owens, because then he could kind of do, I've always dreamt of them doing like a El Generico, but then also a Sami Zayn, then like who's who, and like kind of going back and forth between, and they could tell the story about El Generico. There's so many fun things that they could do, and I think, again, based on what I've heard, he would probably enjoy doing that, but like his best friend in the world still works there. He just re-signed a contract. So he's got his friend, and he's got, you know, he's got his thing. I think he's, he's fine. He's got his thing, and we're happy for Sami Zayn. Stick with the yeah. money. Stick with the money. And honestly, what are you going to do? Go to uh, AEW and then have to talk for Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus? Is that what you want to do with your life? Is that Take what you it easy. Do? Take is it that, easy. Is that how you want to live the rest of your career? You're not wrong. Me. Not me. First of all, you're wrong. Not Second me. of all, the other thing to think about, though, again. You want the Young Bucks to kiss you on the cheek? Is that what you want? Yes. Is this young Bucks? I don't. Not Young Bucks. Not the Young Bucks. I'll take a hug from the best friends. Sure. Sure. I think the other thing to think about, too, here is that Adam Cole, Andrade, Malachi, I think, all of these guys are a few years younger. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens have been around longer. I mean, they're both in their late 30s, and they have an opportunity to make 2 to $3 million a year. Like, yeah, go ahead and make that money. Make it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, we're going to move on to the next spot here. Uh, next slide there, Tam. We've got some uh, 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 news here. AEW has reportedly signed Brody King. Uh, ah. So uh, Malachi Black recently on the most recent episode of uh, Dynamite, uh, he spit in someone's face, and he's just like, no, you're part of it. You're part of the, the House of Black. And uh, we didn't say who that was, but we're assuming it is Brody King. Uh, they have a, a, a tag team in PWG, and they, they're good friends. And honestly, he fits real good with Malachi's aesthetic, right? You hear what he said in the promo? After he said, now you're part of it, you hear what he said? No. He said, with me, you'll be more than a king. Ooh, that's pretty good. That's Brody pretty king? good. That's pretty good. Brody I, 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 uh, me and Brody King are close personal friends. Yeah, he I was going to say my, close personal best friends. You looked at my story the other day? He looked at my story, and then I reached out to him on Instagram and said, hey, I don't know if the rumors are true, but if they are, congratulations. If not, please ignore this. And he ignored it. So maybe it's not true. Maybe it's not true. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking it might not be true now, uh, because why would he ignore me? Um, Smiz writes, hello, lads. Swizz. Swizz. UK. Flying in hot from the UK, Swizz. Everyone get on con to Swizz. <laughs> what? So maybe it's not maybe it's not Brody King. Maybe it's not maybe it's yeah, Jerry, it's, the King Lawler. Uh, <laughs> but uh, real quick about this fucking maybe it's Kenny King. This mist in his fucking face. I'm sorry, I am over the mist. You have to decide what its purpose is. Is it to mind control people? Fine, use it that way. Spit in their face, and now they're a part of your legion. Cool. Is it blinding them? Sure. Fine. If you get in front of me, he shot that mist. From six feet away. Like, remember when he shot the mist to Julia Hart? It was terrible. It was terrible. I'm over the mist. You're over the mist? I'm into the mist. And I'll no, tell you why I'm into the mist. I'm only into the mist if on this Wednesday's Dynamite, Julia Hart and potentially Brian Pillman Jr., who we may talk about in a minute, uh, shows up. It is part of the House of Black. Because I like the idea that once he spits the mist in your face, you're evil now. I would love I that, like that, but I would love that, but that, let's have some consistency with it. Let's have that be the case. And what about put them all? Take fucking Brian Pillman too. Take him too. He got spin the face. Huh. 
that's what I'm saying. Up, guys. On Dynamite, on Dynamite, but Pillman was like, oh, Griff, I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't. Uh, I don't know. So maybe it's because he's turning evil. Or that's because they're like, you suck. We want to keep you off television and you're, we're going to break up the varsity blondes. Who knows? Uh, Chica Marks writes, haha, Brody sent a clear message. Thank you. I think he did as well. Uh, I think he is not joining this company because why would he, <laughs> why would he ignore me? Like, uh, why, because I asked him to if it wasn't real. Like, so he's listening. Uh, Chica Marks also right. he was excellent with PCO last night. They should both go to AEW. Um, PCO, I, 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 honestly, I like PCO a lot. I really like PCO, but he's getting a little older. He's getting a little long in the tooth. Um, There's an insurance just, risk there when you get a guy PCO's age who's going to do flips over the top rope onto the hardwood floor with no padding. Some of the footage that Chica Marks <laughs> shot of uh, Brody Lee, like because uh, Brody King, uh, uh, PCO was like losing energy and he was getting tired, and then Brody started uh, chopping his heart. To get it to really start like pumping, pumping up stuff, and that which is fun, which is a lot of fun. We got to move on. We got to get out of here because we got some more important things to talk about. Uh, next slide there, Tam. MJF wins his third Dynamite ring, um, and that's just part of the news with MJF. He won the third time Dynamite ring. I'm not sure why uh, they did this, but they did. Um, and uh, also, WWE and the TV partners with WWE are very interested in MJF. Uh, and uh, he's been jumping on this saying, bidding war of 2024. Uh, we're, uh, so it's very interesting to see what's happening. Do you see MJF making a, a move uh, to WWE uh, once uh, 2024 hits? I think anything's possible. Um, I think if the money's right, he'll stay in AEW. I think at the heart of it, he's like a big giant nerd like wrestling fan and would probably want to stay in a place where he can probably make more of an impact. And I think AEW will ultimately be that place for him, but the money's got to be right. I think they're going to throw, you know, four to $5 million a year at him. The day you think they're going to show four to $5 million for a new guy. If, if he continues to do what he's doing, and they, they're desperate to steal someone away from AEW, they absolutely will. Yes. And the thing about it is recently, he has been the biggest ratings difference for AEW. When he comes on television, people are tuning in. So the proof is in the pudding there. And it's not like AEW is going to recognize that he's going to be really valuable and WWE is going to steal him. So they're going to stop booking him. They're going to, they're not, that's not who they are. They're just going to keep building and building and building and he's only going to get bigger and bigger. So yeah, I agree. Uh, I think, uh, we're very excited to, to see this news. Um, uh, Chica Marks writes just about PCO again. P- PCO was flying into the crowd. But I didn't get any videos of that. Um, well, probably because you're trying to escape for it with your life. This 67-year-old man just jumped <laughs> out of the ring and he's trying to kill himself. Uh, don't don't get in the way of that. Um, we got to get out of here because we have my favorite topic of the day. Next uh, slide there, Tam. I put a GIF here, so let's see if it works. Um, Hook. Hook. His T-shirts are selling. Hook is the number one T-shirt in AEW right now. And all it says is Hook. All yeah. of this is, he beat CM Punk, who's been holding the top since August 20th. Um, this is pretty cool stuff. Uh, not a great t-shirt though. I like it. It just says hook. Yeah. I'd rather something else. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess the gift wouldn't work, understandably. It was him just chewing and kind of like mugging with the camera. <laughs> it was pretty dumb. Um, but, uh, yeah he's, yeah. he's wrestling on next week's rampage. Yeah. Let's talk about that. That was my next part. He's Why are you mad about this? Bear Bronson. Bear Bronson. 
Um, I really like Bear Country. I really like Bear Country. This is Hook's second match. Presumably, he's going to get the win. Why are they putting Bear Bronson in a singles match against him? This is something down the line. Why aren't they just making Bear Bear Country a legitimate threat team? They're huge. They're amazing. They, they, they look great. They, they're believable. Why are they doing this? Why would they do this? Why would they have him in that match? That's a good Why? question. What, what's the point of that kind of booking? What, like, like to, to show that Hook could take on a bigger guy? Have him take on yeah. someone else. Have him take yeah. on another big guy. Have him beat Lance Billy Archer. Gun. Give him Billy Gunn. <laughs> We'll talk about Billy Gunn later. Are we? Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Um, So, yeah, Hook is going to be facing Bear Bronson next week on Rampage, is it? Yeah, on Rampage. Yeah. A Christmas night. A Christmas night. Is Dynamite this week? Dynamite is this week. On Wednesday? On Wednesday. And then uh, Rampage has been moved to Saturday at uh, 8 o'clock Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, Smooth is on my side. Smooth says, wish they did something better with the Bear people. They've got a much different look. It's true. Actually, they should be called bear people. I think that's very funny. Rather than bear country, it should be bear people. Oh, and now Tam has gotten up the gif. Do you see the gif? <laughs> <laughs> Tam. Tam, Crush it, Tam. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Tam. I really appreciate that. Uh, excellent work. And that's a very funny one. <laughs> very funny. I, that's money. Him doing those facial expressions and him just kind of like, Turning his back to the opponent. God, we're all big fans of Hook here. We're all pro Hook. Thank you so much, Tam. That was great work. Clutch work. Uh, moving on, the next uh, slide here. Uh, we got uh, Darius Martin. Darius Martin, brother of Dante Martin. Uh, this is, I don't know. I even know why this is in the news. But he's getting better. And he's been at the AW tapings this entire time. And uh, hopefully we're going to see him soon. Um, do you think... Would you be pissed if you were Darius and just all the like just terrible timing, right? Terrible. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'd be curious to see. Somebody, I read somewhere that like Darius is going to get like completely buried, you know, because Dante is like coming to his own in such a way. But we haven't even seen what Darius can do. A brother, though, the, they were saying that he's going to be the Marty Gennetti and Dante's going to be the Shawn Michaels. It may not be that. It really may not. I mean, Darius was was Airwolf in. Uh, NLW before Dante was was legally allowed to wrestle, and so he's got some experience. He's also super athletic and super talented. Like I'm banking on Darius, Dante, and Leo. That's what I'm banking on. But don't you think that like I don't know Dante's so hot right now. Like putting him in a tag team with back with his brother is a step back from where they positioned him right now. Uh, it is a step back, and uh, and all honestly, like it's just. His brother just kind of missed out. His brother just kind of missed out. Let's all let's all wait and see. Because I think I don't know, man. I think you know you put those two in the ring with I don't know, they I don't know I don't know some Bobby type Bubbles? of some like hot heel tag team like you put them against FTR one week and then suddenly like let's say even if they lose but they have an incredible match with FTR suddenly. They're both on the same level, and they're ready to go. They are a future tag team. They are the future tag team champions, I think, in my opinion. I mean, Dante's great. Don't get me wrong. But, like, Dante's lacking a little bit in personality. He doesn't have a ton of personality. Who does he remind me of? I was trying to think. I actually had a really good uh, combo of people that I mixed up with. Uh, it was uh, – I'll, I'll come back to it. It was a very good he, combo. He's like a less punchable ricochet. 
Like even the young Ricochet. Oh, he's like you Rick, want to punch Ricochet him in the face. and Eraserhead had a baby. <laughs> that was it. That was it. Ricochet and Eraserhead had a baby. He, you're very right about Ricochet. He is very Ricochet-ish. But like Rick, even young Ricochet, just like the way he kind of carries himself, it's like very cocky, and I want to hate him. But you love him because of all the amazing things he can do. Darius Martin just like even in the ring, he radiates like this humble energy of like I'm, like, I'm just happy to be here, man. Thank you so much. This is great. Oh, you you all cheering for me? You don't need to cheer for me. Come on, come on. That's my that's like in my head. That's who Dante Martin is. You're this hot take from Swiss. Unless he uh, uh, talk uh, referring to Darius, unless he comes in and goes heel against Dante and Leah Rush, could join Team Taz or something like that. That's wow. interesting. Smooth yeah. then says, but depends on if he's any good. I've never seen him wrestle. I have no doubt that he's probably a good wrestler, but like in order to kind of pull that off, you would have to have a personality. And honestly, your brother, it doesn't look like it's good in your genetics. <laughs> you don't like, like you've got charisma. Taz. If it's Taz, if you're talking, if you've got Taz and Ricky Starks, like. If you're between the two of them, I mean, it kind of... Yeah, and Taz has done a great job of getting his his people over. Hey, don't blame Taz. Don't blame Taz for that. <laughs> I will blame Taz. I will blame Taz. Uh, Taz is too busy getting his own shit over. Oh, Orange and Black, FTW. Fine, uh, we'll let you. You're just talking about your, yourself the entire time. Get out of here. Get out of here. Uh, moving on. Next uh, slide here, we've got some sad news. Got some sad news. Uh, uh, indie wrestling darling Jimmy Rave, uh, passed away this week at the age of 39. Jimmy Rave, um, started in 1999, made his name in Ring of Honor, uh, in TNA, but also in Combat Zone Wrestling. I think he did some GCW things in the early days. Um, 39 years old earlier this year, he had an infection in his leg where both his legs were amputated. Uh, and, uh, the, then just recently, I think there was, uh, complications with that which caused him to pass away. Uh, did you know much about Jimmy Rave before all this? He was someone whose name I heard a lot, like a lot. You know, I knew the Rock and Rave infection, which was Lance Hoyt, uh, Lance Hoyt and Jimmy Rave uh, in TNA with their Guitar Hero guitars. And Christy Hemme, I think, was their uh, valet. Uh, he was, he was like a, he was a Georgia guy. I think he was like an NWA Wildside guy, which means like, that period of time and that company also produced AJ Styles and Abyss. Um, I think he was. I'm not 100% sure on that. And he was like one of the early like Ring of Honor guys. He was an early staple of Ring of Honor. He was in, I think it's the Embassy was the name of their group. It was him. Prince Nana was their manager who just made an appearance. The day that he passed away, Prince Nana made his first AEW appearance on Dark Elevation. Uh, but it was him. It was Alex Shelley and somebody else. So, I mean, he'd been around forever. He'd done a million things. But I can't say I've seen, like, a ton of his matches. I mean, I've definitely seen some rock and rave infection matches. Sure. And I've seen some, like, random Ring of Honor stuff. But I haven't seen a ton of him. You know, it's just sad. It's a sad story, you know. Let's everyone go out of the way today, today, and watch one Jimmy Rave match. Watch one yeah. Jimmy Rave match. We're all going to go to YouTube, and we're going to watch one Jimmy Rave match. And then uh, we're going to post it. I don't know. Just watch I'll, it. I'll find something. Like I'll button. post it on smash our Twitter. Smash that like button. When you watch it, smash that <laughs> like button. But also make sure to smash our like button. Right, uh, right there. Yeah. Well, I, I also, like, I'll do some research. And smash I think on the like LLW Twitter, I'll post a Jimmy Rave match. I think another thing that if you can't find a match, another thing to do, I haven't done this yet because it's, it's heavy. But uh, Jericho. On, uh, ironically enough, Chris Jericho interviewed Jimmy Rave like three months ago in October, uh, 
uh, for his podcast. Yeah, to like, to help promote his GoFundMe and let people know about it. So they, so he's, Jericho genuinely was trying to help him raise money. Um, and then it just so happens that the episode had always been planned to be released this Friday and it ended up being the last interview Jimmy Reeve ever did. So maybe listen to that too to get a feel for who he is yeah. and, you know, where he came from and all of that. Let's support uh, anything with Jimmy Rave. Uh, let's uh, while we keep it on this uh, this picture here, because you've mentioned Chris Jericho. I do have some that I didn't write in the news. Some Chris Jericho news. Uh, Chris Jericho first thing he's uh, he's copywriting, uh, trademarking his uh, pain maker <laughs> gimmick. Great, great. And also, congratulations. Uh, he's out of the hospital. He's out of the hospital. He was in the hospital in the UK, but he can't sing. He can't sing. Uh, they told him not to, to finish the tour singing, but he's going to finish the tour. But it's going to be like this fan experience each one now. So it's, instead of having music at the Fozzy tour, it's going to be like a meet and greet. Like a Q&A with Chris Jericho. Just give them their money back. <laughs> Just give them their money back, Chris Jericho. Geez, that's a way to that's a way to salvage the money you were making on that tour. Yeah, that's what it was. Enough. It's not like oh, I want to get back to the fans. Like I don't want to lose money on this tour that I yeah. booked. Um, yeah. But that's that. Uh, let's go on to the next slide here. Um, now we got uh, a, a veteran grappler, Nick Dinsmore, also oh. Eugene. Uh, Eugene is going on a, a, a real quick. Smith writes, uh, "It's a miracle." Um, I don't know if you're referring to. <laughs> uh, Chris Jericho not being able to sing. <laughs> I hope he's okay. Yeah, no. uh, we do hope Jericho uh, is able to sing once more. Uh, but we're talking about, uh, uh, what are we talking Nick Dinsmore, uh, also known as Eugene. Uh, he's going on a Eugene retirement tour. So I don't know if he's retiring, but the Eugene character is going to retire. Yeah, it's uh, about time. <laughs> you know, I have mixed feelings on Eugene. Because the first thing, Nick Dinsmore is a great wrestler. Nick Dinsmore is a great wrestler, and for the gimmick, for those of you who don't know, in 2000, the late 2006, 7, 8, 9, I thought it was 2005. I guess it started uh, then. Bischoff was still around. Bischoff left in 2005. It's Bischoff's nephew, Eugene, in storyline, and uh, he's uh, emotionally handicapped or uh, intellectually handicapped, or uh, 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 and uh, he's. uh, and, and his whole gimmick was that he just loved wrestling. He was a, he's a handicapped guy that loved wrestling, and he loved, like, The Rock and Stone Cold and Hulk Hogan. He loved all the wrestlers and just wanted to be like them. But he was an underground great wrestler. He was yeah, just having really fun in the ring. Wrestler. But he knew he was having fun in the ring, but, like, he'd always catch people in something because he was a good wrestler. That was, like, his thing. And, really? Like, oh, yeah, he won a lot of his matches. He won a lot of his matches because people always underestimated him. That was the gimmick. Like they'd be but like, "Oh, he this beat guy Triple doesn't... H." Yeah, he beat <laughs> Triple H. He'd be a lot of wrestlers, you, and he'd like use the Stone Cold Stunner and the Rock Bottom and the People's Elbow. And I could understand how this is an offensive gimmick for some people, but sure. I honestly thought that this this gimmick was handled in a pretty good way, where he was never made to be an idiot as much as he was made to be like, "Don't underestimate him," and. He did have a huge following, like the Make Wish Foundation. Like he made a lot, did a lot of Make Wishes as Eugene, <laughs> as Eugene, because people looked up to this character. They looked up to this character, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on the Eugene character? What's your favorite Eugene moment? 
I honestly, I'd have to go back. And uh, I was I was a very passive wrestling fan at this period of time. Uh, similar to our buddy S, I was also checked out of wrestling around this time because the WWE was getting so carried away. Um, I knew Eugene existed, and I remember Eugene having a match with Triple H and having a match with Kurt Angle, and he, he wrestled these people. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't remember too much. I think Eugene were, you, were Eugene and William Regal tag team champions. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Uh, and uh, honestly, I, I just, I, I like Dick Dinsmore. He's a great yeah. wrestler. I always wrestler. had an idea that, well, I don't want to share my idea because it ruins the entire moment. Uh, yeah. But that being said, hey, Juan White, great job, Dick Dinsmore. And great job, Eugene, for giving yeah. some hope. Giving yeah. some hope. <laughs> You're like, I don't agree, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's say, uh, what's next? <laughs> All right, we'll get out of here. We'll get out of here. Next slide there, Tam. Uh, oh, this is interesting. Man reportedly sneaks into AEW locker room, posed as an extra. So this is getting dangerous now. So this guy, this fan, pretends he's an extra to security, and they're just like, oh, yeah, you could go back there. And he goes in the backstage, and he sits down in a chair, and that's Dax Hardwood's chair. And they're like, could you get out of that Dax Hardwood chair? He gets up, and he moves over to the Blades chair. And they're just like, could you not sit in the Blades chair? This, oh, and he put up the gift. Uh, we're having fun today. Thank oh, you so much. Uh, and, uh, so, so he does that. And then they're just like, they're like, oh, who are you? Like, you're an extra. And he's just like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a wrestler being trained by Jeff Hardy. And then we're just like, Jeff Hardy? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Hardy doesn't train shit. <laughs> yeah. And, Jeff, and they all like realize like that's full of shit that Jeff Hardy trained this guy. And then MJF and Dax Harward kicked him out. Uh, kicked him out of the locker room. What do you think? Is this your first time hearing this? Yeah, I hadn't heard this. It's really funny. It's really funny. I mean, it's you dangerous. Think- these people sneaking into these shows, it's fucking dangerous. Like, it's all dangerous. But also, like, the one person not to fuck with is Dax Harwood. <laughs> like, yeah. What? I'll stick his fucking thumb in your eye. You see what yeah. he did to the guy who attacked the heart? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I think it's kind of funny. Oh, Jeff Hardy trained me. Oh, shut up. I and think when it's they funny. Found him, he was sitting in the chair, putting on armbands the way Jeff Hardy does. <laughs> 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 the fucking stockings. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're having fun today. We're having fun today. Um, and thank you to MJF and Dax for, for keeping locker room safe, keeping everyone safe. And I got one more news story of the day. One more news story, which is also a discussion point that I want to talk to you. Next slide there, Tim. Mike Yoda recently did an interview talking about the spat between Shane McMahon and Triple H. Did you read about this? No, I haven't read about this. Talking about the rift that's been growing within the family, he's talked about how earlier days of uh, uh, WWE, uh, or his time in WWE, like the McMahons were like super tight, airtight, like Linda, Stephanie, Shane. um, They were all like uh, super close with each other. And McMahon's... Two rules that he had for his kids. No wrestling, no dating or dating wrestlers. That was his two rules. Understandable rules. Understandable rules. I wouldn't want my children anywhere near the wrestlers, especially of that time frame. They're still carny folk at this time. Oh, yeah, in like the mid-90s. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I would definitely not want any carnies near my children, and that's what I would refer to them as. Yeah. Uh, But uh, Shane kind of broke it by becoming a wrestler. Um, but then she, Stephanie started dating Triple H, and apparently Shane confronted 
uh, Triple H being like, you can't date my sister. We're not, she's not supposed to date wrestlers. And that's the start of the rift. And when they started becoming more of a thing and uh, Triple H started getting more of a say, it grew this big resentment from Shane being like, oh no, th- he's not a part of the group. He's not a part of the clan. Uh, and that's what slowly caused the, 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 the drama. Hold on one second. Everything you're saying right now is what Mike Kyoto is saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're not like giving me giving me the background to what Mike Kyoto said. This is what Mike Kyoto is talking about. Yeah, this is what Mike Kyoto is talking about. Okay. All right. This makes sense now. Okay. So this is all Mike Kyoto. Uh, take it for what it's worth, but I believe it. Uh, and uh, and so I, like it's, it's interesting. Imagine if he didn't have that kind of stance with Triple H. Would Shane be running the company right now? What what does the company look like if Shane was uh, never left for that period of time? Uh, I think this is all really interesting because a few reasons. I don't know if I fully believe this because I think it was probably Vince's idea. I think it was Vince and Shane together, but I think Vince was definitely like, yeah, you should be a wrestler, pal. Like, cause this would add, this would heighten the drama and help us with ratings. I think Vince had all these ideas of like, you're not going to date wrestlers. You're not going to be a wrestler. We're going to keep you away from all of this. Like Shane married a woman. His current wife. I mean, I think they met because she was like working in marketing for the WWE, and he's like, "Ah, it's perfect." Like she works well, in marketing, different. but she's from marketing the family. I know, no, no, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like Vince is like into that. He's like, "Great." Like they, I think they married in like 1996, and he's like, "Great." Like someone who gets what we do but doesn't do what we do. Perfect. But I think Vince probably had all of those ideas and all those rules, and then he started losing. And then he was desperate to turn the company around, and then it started taking off like a rocket. And he's like, "I'm going to do whatever it takes." to keep this rocket going, and then all bets were off after that. But everything else, I, I believe the whole Shane and Triple H thing. I I've, I feel like we've heard for years that they hate each other. <laughs> so yeah. this all makes sense. I would this all love, makes a lot of sense. I can't wait for Conrad Thompson to grab Shane and be like, let's do it, bro. Let's yeah. fucking yeah. do a podcast. Yeah. Dig up all the dirt. I don't know if it's ever going to happen because McMahons are, are tight-lipped. But, but also, at the end of the day, everybody got fucked over. Everybody, like, Triple H got fucked over. Triple oh, H did? As, as officially, I think, I oh, mean, from, Triple from, H from, got a, fucked over? from a creative standpoint, he worked all this time in NXT, and they were like, oh, you have a heart problem? You just had surgery? You're gone? We're going to completely tear away everything you ever did, and this is what it is now. That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. And Sh- I mean, Shane got fucked over more than anybody because Shane got fucked over. Triple oh, absolutely. Is living a cushy life as an executive. Sure, he works until his eyes bleed. I get it. They all do. <laughs> uh, uh, but that being said, I, I just feel for Shane McMahon. I uh, I wish I well, wish I would love to see the world that Shane McMahon would have helped create uh, than the one that we're currently in. The thing that the tragedy of it is that WCW, when it was purchased, was supposed to be Shane's. Like, Shane was supposed to take over WCW and run WCW, and it was supposed to be a completely different promotion from the WWE. That didn't happen. And then he pitched to his father internet-only content of ECW, like an internet-only show in 2006 that was going to be the relaunch of ECW. And Vince was like, wow, that sounds great, pal. And then eventually that became WWE ECW because Vince took it over and wouldn't let Shane do it. Like, were you doing that because you love WWE? Oh, uh, love WWE. <laughs> that is why most of all, like they got like Shane got Shane got fucked over like three times, three or four times, you know. And it's it's yeah, it's a, it's a shame. It's a shame, Shane. 
It's a shame. It's a shame, shame. Uh, it's a shame. And that's all, that's all the news that I got. That's all the Excellent. news, even though this wasn't really even a news article as much as it was gossip, but I saved those for that. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's the end of the news. <clears throat> do we have any, uh, tweets of the week or we have we any do. other juicy gossip? I have, I have two tweets. Um, I should have tweeted, I should have shown this other tweet that I loved of, uh, Fox News wrote an article, uh, saying that AEW's ratings are slipping. Have you seen this? Yeah. 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 And then Tony Khan, uh, tweeted them back and uh, roasted their nuts, which I, you'd love to see it. You'd love to see it. Uh, cause Dynamite has beat all of AEW shows, uh, in the, uh, ratings over the last six weeks. Uh, which is great because for a while Tucker Carlson was always number one. Uh, so my tweets though, uh, we're gonna keep it light this week from Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn loves the ass boys. He loves it. So the first tweet is someone tweeted, someone random tweeted, who is lonely like me? <laughs> and then Billy Gunn responds and says, not me, I have the ass boys with me all the time. <laughs> is that just <laughs> a is random person? Excellent. Yeah. Just a random person, just that's like a so random, funny. a random person, which is so. Is funny. his name really Kip Sop? That's his real name. That's his shoot name. Yeah, it's Kip Sop. What a what <laughs> name, Kip Sop. <laughs> Say that quietly. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then the follow-up tweet, Tammy. You want to go to tweet number two? Uh, Austin Gunn is outraged by the ass boys. He hates it. He's so mad about it, and he's constantly tweeting about how mad I love, he is like, a good it. portion of our coverage of the Weekly Wrestle is Ass Boys Talk. I don't yeah. think we missed a week the past four, three, four weeks of it's all, like, since episode one of the Weekly Wrestle, we've been talking about Ass Boys. I'm keeping a close eye on the Ass Boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we are. And then the second tweet, he, uh, so Austin got, first of all, his Twitter name is not Ass Boy, which is hilarious. And he says, Dad, stop egging them on. And Billy Gunn responds, Gun just says, son, just embrace the assness. He's right. <laughs> He's right. They should just embrace the assness. Yeah. Billy gets it. That's the badass. Billy Gunn. That's badass. He, right. gets Which, it. He, has, he has the cool one. That's the thing. He, it's cool to be that Mr. Ass. Well, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, <laughs> is it cool to be Mr. Ass, though? Ba- badass Billy Gunn. Yeah, I don't yeah know. sure. Sure, but, uh, sure, sure. But they're the ass boys, which is so funny. Not ass uh, boy. That's Not example. ass boy. So oh, funny. Uh, we didn't get to talk about this, but just it came up real quick. Did you see this thing about Brian Pillman Jr.? What about him? He was wearing a cancel, cancel, cancel culture, uh, sweatshirt, and he was like, yeah, he was like, took a picture with it. Uh, cancel, cancel you know, culture? Yeah, 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 yeah. He had that sweatshirt on. I, the thing is, I, honestly, I think of him as, uh, as a very, um, uh, man child, stupid, real stupid. Uh, I don't think of him as a very smart person. Um, so like, yeah, nothing about him. Surpri- I, I, I don't hate Brian Tillman Jr. I just think he's, uh, a very uh, sl- uh, dim-witted, yeah. It, I, I uh, you know, I got, I got some. I don't know. I think it's complicated. I think everyone has their own individual life experiences, but based on what we know about his, it would be hard for like, it's hard for him to. I don't know. Well, we're gonna maybe bring it down. To sure. I yeah. I guess. They yeah, play. you know, I'm just saying, like, you know, I don't know. Be be more open to uh, to other people's experiences and them speaking out about them. If you want someone to listen. Culture T-shirt. He. Uh, I, I'm sure. I'm sure. If we looked at his history, his search history, <laughs> it'd be pretty rough. It'd be pretty rough. Honestly, he's like I could see him with a Viking helmet storming the Capitol. <laughs> I could see it. I yeah, see you know it. that mullet. Um, yeah, 
All right. Well, I was thinking, I was trying to think of a way to bring it back up, but I don't know if there is. So. Ooh. <laughs> this has been a real bunch of fun. This has been Loser Lee's Wrestling with the, this is the weekly wrestle. And it's, it's really weekly wrestle. Up. It's the weekly wrestle and it's blowing up all over the place. Please make sure to smash all the buttons below. Worldwide. Smash, smash that button right, uh, right there. Just smash, smash away. I love, uh, Nick Jackson's macho man's that he does. I love his little macho man show offs that he does. I think they're Nick Jackson. Yeah, Nick Jansen. We're falling off. Perfect. This, 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 this entire show is falling <laughs> off the wheels. We can't even get back. We're talking about the young bucks like they have, like they have their people. Um, thank you all so much. They are. Lee's Wrestling. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us. Like, send us some emails. We've got a lovely email from S, and we hope S watches us. We yeah. love you, S. We, we love you, S. We really appreciate um, everything you. email. Um, uh, and, yeah, let us know everything uh, you need to do. Loserlyspot at gmail.com, Wrestling on Twitter, on Instagram, and on TikTok. Uh, thank you all so much. My name is Red. I'm here with Are we going to be back Wednesday for the woo-woo-woos and what? Today, oh, we're going to be back. Oh, uh, we, oh yeah, we're going to be back. We're going to be back for the woo-woo-woos and what? I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Okay. Um, thank you all so much. Have a great one. And, uh, bye. Thanks, Tam. Bye. Thank you, Tam. Goodbye. Thanks, everyone. Thanks bye. for liking it. Thanks for liking the, the thank show. Thank you so much for liking. Keep liking the show. Go on other accounts. Like them. Keep liking. Just keep throwing those likes on. Chica Mark says that like their people. Haha, <laughs> Red. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Bye. <laughs> Are we still doing it? Bye 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 bye. Oh lane. Oh